everyone. Welcome to the New Heart Church Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you invest and listen to this message, that your life is going to move forward. So get ready for an incredible message. Well, I am grateful uh, to, to share with you all today. Hey, let's make some noise for everyone listening in wherever. Yes, we love you. We love you. Uh, we're grateful for each and every one of you. Um, I want to share some thoughts with you guys today. Some of this is, uh, it's been in the oven and it's about 75% cooked. So uh, let's hope that by the end of it, uh, it's ready to eat. Um, yeah, I know, it's a lot. John six fourteen through 15. When the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, Surely he is the prophet we have been expecting. When Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away into the hills by himself. Jesus performs a miracle in front of the people, um, and they were so pumped about the miracle, uh, so pumped. Oh, my gosh, this is the prophet. This is the guy. We need a king. Let's make him our king right now. And then Jesus pulled a ninja vanish, and he got out of there. As a matter of fact, let me pause there. That's something we don't talk about enough in the stories of Jesus. How many times does he ninja vanish his way away from people? Um, when I get to heaven, I want to know, Lord, what did you actually do in that moment? Like, the, I, yeah, I, I just want to know. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today, but that gets me excited. He slips away. Uh, and as I was looking at this, this verse, I was thinking about the fact that Sometimes we look at a thing, um, we look at a thing in our life, we look at a moment in our life, and we see it differently than God does. We, 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 we see a moment of uh, whether it's God moving or just the stuff of life, and we come to different conclusions about it uh, than God does. Uh, people come to, to wrong conclusions about what God is doing all the time, uh, uh, we, 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 we see these moments, and, and our mind can sometimes lead us in the wrong direction. I was thinking about how easy it is in church life and, and, and in ministry uh, at times um, for us to, not intentionally, but unintentionally, wind up setting a different, uh, different having a different goalpost than God has for what we're doing. Uh, winding up having a, a different win in our mind than what God's win is in his mind. So a couple years ago, uh, Courtney and I had the chance to go to Italy, and we went to uh, St. Peter's uh, Basilica, where, where, where the Pope hangs out. Um, and uh, as he just hangs out. He just walks around, hey, what up? I'm Popin. And um, we were learning some of the history. Uh, yeah, fact check me. Uh, we were learning some of the, the, the history behind the, the architecture of this incredible, gigantic, church um, and learned that there were three architects um, that were involved with its construction. The original one, I think his name was like Baramente or something like that. Um, Baramente. Um, that sounds more, you know, Spanish as I say it that way, but whatever. Uh, so his original design that he proposed for the building of, because there was an original basilica that was run down, uh, and, and when it was going to be made what it is now, his original design was uh, this church in the shape of a cross uh, so that when it was built so that all would know um, you know all would know that this all points to Jesus like this is all about uh, and all because of what he's done and um, I don't know if I don't remember why it, it changed hands but it changed hands uh, who was doing the architecture 
twice. Um, and But the, the vision from on high moved away from that original design to what it is today. Uh, and one of the things, as we were learning about it, uh, that we saw there, they had these stone pillars, these, what do they call these, uh, obelisks, right, these obelisks, these stone pillars, and we were learning about the history of these obelisks. These were actually something that were found um, in, uh, in, 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 in Roman times. They were symbols of, of power. Uh, to, to you, you would build these, these structures, um, and the larger they were and more grand they were, they, they, they spoke of um, the, the power of, of that house, the power of that, that organization, of that government. Um, and so I found it very interesting that at the start, the person who was inspired to, to, to build it, uh, their aim was to honor God with the construction of this church. But at the end... The church became something beautiful, but set up in a way to emphasize the church's power, um, the church's power in the world at the time. Where in, uh, and I think they even put maybe a little bit of a cross on the top of, of the obelisk, right? Like you put a cross on anything and suddenly it's Christian. Um, and, uh, but but I, was, I, was, I was thinking about this, this story and thinking about how, how it, it seemed like um, there, was a, there was a right purpose at the start. But along the way, there were some outside influences. There were some external things that helped, that shifted for the people what the win was. Because God did not intend for his church to look powerful like the world sees power. God did not intend for his church uh, to have significance in the same exact ways that, that the world, our, our kingdom is an upside down kingdom uh, where what, what the world says is strength is not where we find our strength. Where we find our weakness, God says we are, are strong in his power. Um, there are so many ways that we can, can miss what the win is if we're not careful. We can even start doing a thing Maybe even be called by God to do a thing. Um, but if our goal isn't what his goal was, uh, then it can be a waste of time. Psalm 127, verse 1, unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with centuries will do no good. If it's not led by God's spirit, if it's not built according to his leading, uh, then our effort and our time is wasted. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's a heart and mind check right, right there. I, I, I'm wondering how many incredible um, organizations have been built because someone wanted to do something great for God, but it wasn't done with God, and so it didn't become all that it was supposed to be. Um, how many churches fall apart because someone starts reading their own mail, um, and what they're building is centered. Uh, it's no longer shaped in the image of the cross of Christ, which has transformed our lives, and it's shaped in some other image. Um, it, it, it matters that, that the win that we're chasing after is his win, not just our own. Um, you know, uh, I, I, as we follow Jesus more and more, as you look at him in Scripture, uh, what I see is that Jesus cares um, more about, uh, he cares less about the crowd and, and, and more for the one, right? This is something basic that we see time after time. I was reading uh, the story in, in Luke 8, 43 through 45. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding and she could find no cure. 
Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone denied it. Uh, And Peter said, Master, the whole crowd is pressing up against you. This moment where Jesus is surrounded by a crowd. The work of God has drawn a crowd. People are excited. People are feeling good. People are showing up in in droves. Uh, There's people surrounding him all over trying to worship him. All of these different things. But Jesus doesn't care about that. that. That's actually not what has his attention in the moment. What has his attention in the moment is that someone in the crowd showed up with hope and expectation through true faith for what God can do. And without Jesus even trying to do anything, a miracle happened in that moment. This makes me think, this, this causes me, yeah, I, I think it matters that we take time with whatever your purpose and your mission is, whatever it is that you're trying to build and get off the ground, whatever we're trying to put together, that we take a moment and have these moments of heart check and mind check. God, is what I'm doing honoring you? Is, what I, is my purpose right now in line with your purpose for this? Is what I'm aiming for? What's a, Lord, what is a win for tonight? Because everyone can show up, but if, everyone, if, we, if we fill the room, but no lives are changed, what have we done? What have we done that's different than what the world is doing at Kane's Ballroom on any given Friday night? What, 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 what have we done? If, if, what, we're, if what we're going for is, is just a full room, but it's not transformation, I love what Pastor Jess was saying. I felt like that was enough for the day because that is the heart. That's the heart of this house. We're not here for just big events. We're not here to even make a big church. Pastor Ben has said it before any of you even thought to turn your eyes toward this building. We're not here to build a big church. We're building big people. We're building big people. Now, of course, healthy things grow, yes, but no matter how big we grow, it's always got to stay. It's always got to be about the one. It's always got to be about someone showing up with expectation, someone leaving transformed. But I'm so grateful that God is also not opposed to growth. It just can't be surface level. I don't know this guy's name, but um, I pay attention to UFC uh, all, all, all the time. I, I enjoy it. Actually, what's funny, uh, I'm shaving my head on a Saturday night, uh, getting ready for Sunday morning, and I've, I've got YouTube up, and I'm watching like a fight um, because there's someone out there that's not paying for the fight, and they've put it on YouTube, and so I will also uh, will just watch it on YouTube. I'm not advocating that, but it is what it is. And uh, so there is, there is this guy that I've become aware of. Uh, he's not really a, a fighter, but he, he, I've seen him in the cage a couple of times. Um, there's this man that has gotten injections into his arms to make it look like he's jacked. It, does, it doesn't really. But he's, he's gotten these injections, and so he's got, I don't know, 20-inch guns that are not actually muscle, but it's fluid, it's stuff. Um, and so this big-armed guy stepped in the cage uh, for, a, for a fight, and got laid, actually he got laid out in the press conference. Uh, that's right, they were talking smack, and he tried to throw a punch and got laid out right then and there. He looked maybe from a distance like he had put in the work, like he had done the training, like, like something worthwhile was there, like he had like done, done the work to gain the growth, but it was actually all surface. It was actually all, uh, it looked like something, but there was no substance, and a crowd is nothing if people are not our purpose. 
A crowd is nothing. Uh, it's surface unless people are our purpose. Um, I've seen Sunday mornings where we've had a lot of people in the room. And then I've talked to my pastor and seen the look on his face, heard it in his voice. When even though there are a lot of people in the room, it wasn't a win because at that time he saw no one going after those people in the room. He saw people come in, fill the place, and run out the doors. Yeah, we filled the room. We could check that box. But did anyone leave transformed? Did anyone leave known? Did anyone leave seen? Did anyone uh, leave uh, a little bit more connected? Did anyone leave in heading in the direction of going deeper into the community of faith? Did anyone leave uh, invited to a connect group whereby they can be in someone's living room and find themselves prayed for by someone with greater faith in them? Can't be surface. It's got to have substance. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. We are not a church that does events because events are a win. We do events like sisterhood, uh, like guys night. We do these things not because it's a win to say that we have a guy's ministry because you can point at it on our website. Because we can tell you how many people showed up the last few months. We, we, we do these things because every time we can convince people to gather, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for God to do what he can do. One of the pieces of leadership in our house is we, we value excellence. We value excellence, and that's why there were women up here till like after midnight last night, uh, pouring over every detail, leaning into uh, how every chair is going to be positioned, how everything is going to be hung in the lobby. Uh, what does this evoke when someone sees it when they walk in the room? They poured over so many details for so long, trying to tweak it and get it just right. Why? Because having it pretty is a win? No, that's not a win. But because that excellence has an impact on someone coming in the room. Someone walks in the room, they see that. It evokes something in their mind. Something begins to be stirred up, and then someone approaches them in the room. And because we have already set up for leaders to be eyes open and intentionally moving towards people as they come in, we've been excellent with that as well. This person who has started to be stirred up just by the visuals of what's happening in the lobby, they are then asked their name. How did you get here? They're in conversation with someone that should not care about them but does. They get invited to sit with that person in this room. They walk in surprised to find a floor laid out, draped, beautiful, the environment, immaculate, incredible. Something begins to stir and churn as they move toward their seat. Then worship begins. The first note fills the room, a song of promise, a song of hope. Worship continues, and the Spirit of God does what only he does. Pastor Jess comes and gives the message. Something she says is exactly what that woman needed to hear. And at the end of the night, this woman takes a step forward toward God, saying, yes, Lord, I've never trusted you, but it sounds like it's something I need. It sounds like exactly what I want. Our excellence, um, it's for people. Every event is an opportunity because there's people on the other side. 
And we've got to keep that right because Jesus had that right. We've got to have that in mind because that was the win for him. People are always the win. So no matter what you do, whether you are leading in this house or you have a business elsewhere, even elsewhere, people should still be your purpose. Uh, Whatever your trade is, whatever you are selling, whatever uh, your business is, uh, yes, you want to make money, uh, but also God has given you an opportunity with those people. So take and make the most of every opportunity. In this house, if you're on the host team, make the most of every opportunity with everyone coming in. If you're on the kids team, helping someone check in, make the most of every opportunity. This is where our mind needs to be. God, what opportunities are you giving me with people? What opportunities do we have with what's in our hands right now? God, give me the eyes to see like you see. I'll end it with this. There's an incredible verse that God has kind of made one of my life verses, um, Psalm 25, 4 through 5. We read this over our children every night. Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long I put my hope in you. With everything in your hands, with everything you've been entrusted with by God, uh, by virtue of the ability that you've been given and have crafted, uh, ask the Lord. Put it before him. And say, show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me. If you're PMing an event, show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me. If you're coming up uh, with ideas for who needs to be in the room, show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me. We need God's vision for what we're doing, not our own. We need God's vision for what we're creating, not our own. This is our church. We're not here to build a big one, but we're here to build big people. Pray with me. Father, I thank you that anytime we need a fresh idea, all our best ideas come from you. Father God, I, I thank you that you, you, you called us to write the vision and make it plain. God, would you give us the vision? Would you give us the eyes to see? And every moment would our, our reflex be to bow our knee and put it before you, seeking what you say and what your will is and what your way is. God, would the win for us be what's on your heart, my God, not our own? Would we not be satisfied with the surface? God, would we see the numbers? Would we see the room full? But would we not stop and celebrate there, God, but think through, okay, what's next? How are these people getting connected? Okay, what's next? How are these people knowing that they're loved and seen and valued? What's next? How are they moving from a guest to someone who is deeply ingrained and connected in Jesus-centered community, being transformed by the life that only comes from you? God, we need your vision, we need your direction, we need your insight, we need your mind. Lead us, guide us. In Jesus' name we pray.